friends. Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Dharma. I am your host, Heather Love. Today we are talking about one of my most favorite subjects ever, creativity. I feel like I could talk about this topic for hours, so I did make some notes for myself to follow just so I don't veer too far off track. I feel like I might have undiagnosed ADD without the H because there's definitely no H happening in this body, but for as long as I can remember, I find myself very distracted. I have never been to a doctor or taken a test, so I can't be sure, but I'm one of those people that can start 10 sentences and never finish one, or I get super into learning something new where I'm almost obsessed with the subject only to quickly lose interest once I've done it or learned what I wanted to know. A lot of people think my human design is a manifesting generator because one of the things MGs do is bounce around from thing to thing, usually not finishing any of them, but I'm a manifester, so I don't really have an excuse other than to say that I'm here to initiate ideas and then delegate them to others. I will say that since I've upped my mindfulness practices, I do find that I don't get as distracted as easily and that when I do, I'm able to refocus quicker than I used to. But it is definitely something I continue to work on in my life. I would love to know if any of you relate because sometimes it can be really frustrating and I'm not great at explaining it to people that don't experience the same thing. And with that slight diversion that has absolutely nothing to do with creativity, let's jump into today's episode. Over the last few months, I've been lucky enough to lead some creativity workshops where I help get people out of their head and spend time with just allowing themselves to play. We talked about what creativity is and why it's important. I have been having so much fun with this, and I wanted to share some of the information with you because I think it can be so helpful to understand what is happening in our brains that can make being creative either easy or difficult. Let's talk about what the definition of creativity is and do some myth busting about what it is not. At its simplest definition, creativity is just a new way of thinking about things. That's it. However, if you look it up on the internet, you are bound to find a lot more complex and wordy descriptions. Now for the untruths. Myth number one, creativity is only for artists, musicians, actors, designers, photographers, or anyone else that's attended those kinds of specialized classes in school. Here's the truth. If you have ever thought of a new way to do things or to look at things, you're creative. You can be creative if you're a doctor and treating a patient with a new kind of therapy. You can be creative if you're a lawyer and you think to look for evidence in a place that never occurred to you before. You can be creative if you're a chef and decide to change the menu to some new options. You can be creative if you're an accountant who just figured out how to shave off three hours from a process that has normally taken eight. Think of all the creativity that has taken place with scientists in recent years. Think of all the parents who have to figure out how to reword something to make sense to their young children so that they understand. All of this takes creativity. Creativity is literally for every single human. 
Myth number two, you can only be creative if you're born that way. Here's the truth. I think the biggest thing that stops people from being creative is fear of the unknown. I know this sounds crazy because you don't normally hear people say they aren't creative because they're scared. But when you think about how humans are wired, we like certainty. We like to know the outcome before we try. We like to have the answers before we ask the questions. And if you're being creative, you have none of that. There is no certainty. So then your survival brain says, no, thank you. And you stay where you are with your uncreative thoughts, with your uncreative way of doing things in your uncreative life. The only way out is to push past the creativity bias that your subconscious mind has created without your knowledge. People will say they like the idea of being more creative, but what they like even more is the idea of stability. Making an effort to be creative is a choice. Myth number three, you can't teach someone to be creative. Here's the truth. This kind of goes along with the thought that either you're born creative or you're not. The truth is though, that you can teach anyone anything if you give them the skills to be able to learn it and they are willing to try without judgment. Lack of creativity generally comes down to three things. Not having the courage to be uncomfortable with not knowing how something is going to turn out not making the time to allow yourself to be uninterrupted by people or things. I'm looking at you, cell phone, and not giving yourself the space to just play. If we look at every thought, every creation as a step in the learning process, there is no such thing as failure. There is no such thing as wasting time. It is all valuable. I read a new book by Matt Richtel. I think that's how you say his name. And in it, he talks about how researchers have been able to pinpoint when self-doubt starts to creep in, which is not coincidentally when we start to be less creative. Fourth grade, school teaches us how to be robots, how to follow the rules and stay in the box and how to learn the things necessary in order to work for other people. Any child that strays from the rules and does things in their own way is gently reminded that's not how we do things. In the younger grades, children are praised for their unique thoughts. Oh, you want to get on a rocket ship and go to the moon made of cheese with the cow that jumps over it and runs away with utensils? Yes, of course, that is totally possible. But the older you get, the more rules there are. Sit in that seat, raise your hand. This question always equals that answer. The less opportunity there is for flexibility, the pressure to conform gets stronger in all aspects of your social and emotional development. Your sense of belonging outweighs the desire to act on original thoughts. This is where we fall into the trap of doing what is expected and accepted. The memorization that is required to pass classes and measures how much a student has learned in school actually makes our brains less flexible. Reviewing the same information over and over prevents us from thinking about what is possible because we are so worried about getting it right. And this is where I think we are getting it so wrong. 
So how do we turn this around? Well, we allow ourselves to play, have fun and be curious. Elizabeth Gilbert has a great line in big magic that says, live a life that is driven more strongly by curiosity than by fear. I think about this advice often. It forces me to take a pause, to not take everything so seriously and to really embrace the what if mindset. When we approach everything from a place of what's possible, it doesn't necessarily remove the fear, but it makes it seem less important because there's a sense of excitement. I start to feel like I can't mess something up or that if I do, that that means that I just get to take something in a different direction that maybe I never would have thought of before. Choose curiosity over fear. Once you've made the decision to allow yourself to be curious, you also get to release that there is a right and wrong way to do anything. The truth is that there is a really good chance that anything you create today will probably make future you cringe, but who cares? Literally nobody, but you, nobody cares about what you're doing as much as you think they do. They're too worried about themselves. If you wait until everything is perfect, then you will never move forward on anything ever. The part of the brain that admonishes uncertainty and feeds on the idea of only doing the right thing will keep you stuck. If we let that part of the brain win, then nothing new would ever get invented or created. By doing this, you will continue to grow and learn new things, which may change what you ultimately put out into the world, but that shouldn't stop you from doing something that you're interested in today. Why deny yourself the joy of being curious just because it's something you may or may not align with in the future? You're a human. You're allowed to change course later. Don't overthink it. Just allow that inner child to come out to play and see what happens. You can't make mistakes when you're being creative. Something else I talk about in my workshops is how being creative is so closely related to meditation. So I was excited to see John Cleese also mention that in his book called Creativity. If you think back to either when you first started to meditate or when you had fallen off the meditation wagon and were getting back on, those first few times are a bit rough, meaning having a quiet mind is the last thing that's happening. Your thoughts are going from thing to thing to thing, all while you're telling yourself that you're doing meditation wrong and you should be able to focus on your breath. This is where you get to decide to stay with it and see where things go. You may not have some epiphany the first time you do this or the fifth time or the 10th time. Just keep showing up. And I promise you that something magical will happen when you least expect it. Have you ever noticed how when you try to recall something you've forgotten, it almost never comes to you while you're trying to force the thought to come back to you? It happens in the shower or when you're driving or when you're doing something else completely. How many times have you forgotten why you walked into a room and end up going back to the room that you were originally in when the thought occurred and then it comes back to you? It's because you let go of the trying and you just let your brain do its thing. Creativity will come to you when you aren't trying to be creative. Just let it flow and surrender to the process. 
When you think you have something all figured out, you aren't allowing yourself the space to be creative. So stop trying so hard. Creativity is no different than meditation. When you allow your mind to get quiet, ideas related to your project will start to come. By essentially clearing the clutter in your head, you're making space for the good stuff to come in. By just being present, you experience a sense of calm and peace that doesn't come when you're trying to make something happen on your timeline in a specific way. Presence is the best gift you can give yourself when you're trying to be creative. Having a sacred space where you aren't interrupted can really change the game. John Cleese talks about how after you are interrupted by someone or something, which can include a random thought, that it can take eight minutes to get back to your previous state of mind and up to 20 minutes to return to a state of deep focus. For so many people who have limited time, reducing interruptions can make or break the creativity process. Respect the time you set aside to be creative and ask others in your life to do the same. You can't do creativity wrong, just like you can't do meditation wrong. However, over time, you will begin to learn what works for you and what feels good. Keep listening to those whispers, especially when they start with, what if I truly believe that creativity can lead people to finding their purpose? I have seen over and over again how people try to squeeze the purpose out of themselves, almost like you would squeeze an orange to get orange juice. You can't force your purpose, but what you can do is allow yourself to play and be curious and just see what happens. Try new things. See what sounds fun and interesting. Release judgment and expected outcomes. Sit in the discomfort of not knowing. Clarity will come in time. Enjoy the process. I feel like I could keep talking about this subject, but I'm going to end this episode here. Hopefully you've gained some nuggets about what creativity is and why it's so damn important to our lives and our well-being. If you do nothing else for yourself all week, I hope you'll consider taking an hour to do something that piques your interest, whatever that may look like for you. Allow yourself to enjoy the journey without focusing on the destination. It's not as scary as it sounds. You've got this. If you have a friend that could use a creative kick in the pants, I would be honored if you would share this episode with them. And if you create something this week, post a picture on Instagram and tag me so I can see it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day.